Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. And today I am with one of my good friends, Terry Brown. Terry, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, you bet, Neil. Now, you and I, we've been friends for about 10 or 11 or 12 years. Sounds right. Something like that. Yeah. Because you were a deacon at First Baptist Church when I came and joined the staff. Yeah. Do you remember going out, back all that way? Yep. Started out as a deacon. That's right. And you've been in the Branson area for a long time. Oh, gosh. You? Like 30 years. 30 years. That's, that's a, a long time. You're like 35. How are you able to do that <laughs> for 30 right. years? Yeah. And you kind of got involved uh, in this area, in this community, but with through Canacuck. Is that right? Kinda exactly. Canacuck Camps, a Christian sports camp. It's right here in Branson. And you grew up in Chicago. Is that right? Yep. And you, good memory, Neil. Hey, well, you know, you're a good friend of mine. So I remember a few of these things. You went to Baylor. Right. And started working on a degree, and then your father uh, passed away untimely. Yes. And so you kind of came back to keep the family together and uh, have done a, a lot of things since that time. In fact, you worked for a guy for a few years that many of our listeners may hear, and that would be... Gary Smalley. Gary Smalley. Yeah, a bunch of years. You worked 20, for him. 24 years. And what did you do with Gary? Started out as an assistant. And that meant whatever it takes. <laughs> I love that. It still title. means that today. <laughs> whatever it yeah. takes. And then, uh, and then, as he started to grow in opportunity, then I was trying to help him with writing projects and and uh, film series, which became video series. And he did he did a whole bunch of projects and needed help. Wow! So. And you traveled the country with him, traveled the world almost probably. Because we did live marriage conferences in churches once a month. Mm. So a... then I set those up, and it was uh, I was single the majority of that traveling time. So it's pros and cons, but it was fun. But you eventually got married, found a wonderful woman, have three amazing, beautiful kids that take after her right. mainly, but there's some good things about them that's that come true. from that's, you as that's well. That's mostly true. Uh, and then a few years ago, uh, and Gary Smalley passed away now, what, has it been a couple of years now? Exactly, yeah. He he uh, he had had kidney transplant and a lot of uh, issues off of that, mm-hmm. and so then he just couldn't quite recover. Mm. So at 75, he went to be with the Lord, but... Um, I knew him for 30 years, and he lived two lives in one. Mm. So, I mean, he was he was ready to go be with the Lord, kind of, and then kind of just going, I have more to do. Mm. And uh, But I just, I mean, he just was a very fast-paced go-getter. And his, his gifting was a people helper. He wanted to help couples and families and just uh and especially men and so and he, so it was fun to see that happen god did all that right. and it was fun to see that happen and he did that and he continues to do that through his writing ministry even today people that's really true books and a part of that. yeah and even when you're doing something like a podcast like this you just neil i know you know you have no idea just like a sermon that later on somebody says you know what and then they tell their story <laughs> And so it's it's really cool. I hope heaven's going to be full of that. I hope yeah. that we spend a lot of our days doing that. And then you kind of got connected because uh, you uh, asked to join the staff. Kind I came of. <laughs> to you, yeah, <laughs> which was an amazing thing. They and were it, they were downsizing staff, and uh, <laughs> you asked me what would you do if you could, you know, create something. Or and I said, well, actually, I'd love to come on staff here at First <laughs> Baptist Branson. And you paused, and then you said, well, I don't have any money. 
And you but said, I like the idea. <laughs> and you said, that won't stop me. And you, <laughs> you joined the staff, raising your own support. Still my favorite staff member of all the ones I've ever had, because you came to work for me for free yeah, for those days. Uh, but the Lord yeah, was the fe- first two years, I tell people that God paid me more than the church. So. <laughs> and that's exactly true. Uh, but the Lord's been very kind to you and has provided through all those things. And now you've been at FBC Branson for how many it's years? It's my now? ninth year. Ninth year yeah. on staff. And what do you do <coughs> Excuse me, for the church while I get a drink of water? That's a really good question. Uh, <coughs> my title is associate pastor. And um, as you know, that, that just means that anyone on staff is ready to minister and help, whatever it takes. Absolutely. And... Uh, and then I get to do community ministry, and so um, we partner a lot, and we do things ourselves, and uh, um, we've grown in that with uh, just so many different ministries that are going on in the community that um, have, have been fun to, to work with. So it, it has been fun, and you know I will give Terry Brown a lot of the credit. The Lord gets all of it, but if there's any left over. Terry Brown has been instrumental from behind the scenes of helping FBC Branson become what it is today, and is continuing to do that. You know, as you look back, what the Lord has done in this place, we happen to be recording this in the conference room. We spent a lot of time in this conference room on right. that whiteboard over there, yeah. Terry. But we've seen him do a lot of things um, in the church, growing from about 600 people to about 1,200, and, and a church that may not have been maybe not recognizing the community for all that it really is and loving and caring and kind. Right. And you did a lot of great things helping us get out in the community, some events. We called them bashes. It seems like every event yeah. we had there for a, a few party. years yeah. <laughs> was a bash. Everything was a bash. Big community party. And you continue to do that. And that's one of the things that, that is your interest, because you love Jesus, you love the gospel, and you want to see people who don't know Jesus come to know Him. Right, exactly. And you kind of grew up in a in kind of a Christian home. Your spouse did not. Uh, Jana, your wife, right. did not. But and, my parents were Christians. And so you know from her experience of what it's like not to know Christ and, and the efforts that are needed to get people there. And one of the things you do continually and have done a brilliant job here is help us in an area that, that I would call sometimes brand management. And I know we're using some business terms. But we also use another term of what we call church marketing, right? Uh, trying to market your church to a community. And I know for some people, that's going to throw up all kind of red flags and may, may have already turned our podcast off. But what do you mean when you talk about church marketing? And is that kind of stuff really important? I mean, here's the church building, right? Here's the church, here's the steeple, right. the doors, and here's all the people, right? Yes. Do we really need to do that? I my so my dad was <laughs> vice president of marketing of a um, second largest carpet company in the United States. So I grew up around a culture, commu- you know, home that um, you know you just got exposed to um, advertising ideas for carpet and how do you communicate to people. So I just happened to I mean you know I just like the discipline of of communicating to the culture. Okay. And so... Um, and carpet may not be the most exciting thing to market. I mean, it's not a a, right. a, a fancy car or motorcycle. You can't see somebody on the beach driving around their right. carpet. So that, that also but, kind of creates some challenge. Yeah, it? I mean, and he was booking commercials on Johnny Carson and all these different shows. And um, so I just I just wanted to know, what is, what is marketing in the first place? Mm. Um, and then meanwhile... Um, Neil, you know this way better than I do. Um, the church often takes things that are disciplines and culture and kind of says, well, this one's spiritual and this one's not. Mm. And so business principles 
um, some of them we're good with, like accounting. Accounting's fine. That's good to have accounting. You're good to have accounting. Right. Uh, and then, but then marketing has kind of created its own bad word because people have seen or been talked into getting things that they really didn't want okay. or that it didn't turn out that great. The, the, the product or the idea wasn't that great. And so the promise wasn't kept. Okay. And so that's, that kind of creates a, why are we talking about marketing? Then on the spiritual side, well, gosh, why in the world would we need to talk about marketing? Because everybody needs Jesus. Sure. So let's just have church and preach about Jesus, and that's it. That's, in other words, what in the world does marketing have anything to do with spiritual life and church and growing your church and growing and making disciples? And so those are, those are fair questions because I think from the bad experiences— um, then leaders, Christian leaders especially, are kind of leery of if anybody's talking about marketing, it's probably not a good idea because we should just we should just um, do what we know, right, and not worry about it. And so, so something inside me would always read articles and and uh, especially by you know Christian leaders that would say marketing's good. What's what's wrong with the marketing? And I go, okay, what is marketing? Okay. You know, so so I I like reading things and uh one of my favorite authors right now is a guy named Seth Godin. Okay. And so it, it's it's G O D I N. He's Jewish. Okay. And, and he's a uh, bald guy too. He's a bald so guy. So I yeah, like that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah he's he wears a hero of mine. funny glasses. They're all, the, you know, his glasses are usually <laughs> a cut, you know, orange or whatever. Right. And uh and, and if we're going to find out about anything in life, like if you want to lower your blood pressure, then we read an article by a doctor and they say, hey, I recommend this medicine or this vitamin or this exercise. Mm-hmm. And we just go, that really makes sense. That's okay. just common sense. Sure. And that guy is studies this. He works on it. So Seth Godin has written a lot about marketing. And in a way... Everything I've read, he has a brand new book out. It's called This Is Marketing, like not very fancy title. <laughs> kind of helpful too though. Yeah, exactly. It? If you're wondering what is marketing, and, there you go. And he's and he's saying everything he's saying aligns with biblical truth. I think it helps that he has a Jewish background. Sure. I don't know what it is. I it, it and, and nothing in his book is ever saying do these things to make money. Okay. So I kind of go, I think is I think there's some good motives here. I don't know him personally. Um, I did send him an email one time. At the back of his book, he said, if you want to contact me, here's my email. Right. So I emailed him, and he emailed back. So I go, that's kind of impressive. That's very impressive. Guy's got to be super busy. I imagine. And here's what, he, here's what he's saying, and I like this, that marketing is really comes down to telling your story. And I go, whoa, we have the best story. The church believers have the best story. And we actually talk about sharing our story. We do. Like being a witness and, right. and making a difference by um, influencing someone with our life story. And uh, I was when his new book, I was just looking at this part, um, you know, just kind of defining marketing. And he says, uh, marketing is the generous act of helping someone solve a problem, period, their problem. It's a chance to change the culture for the better. 
marketing involves very little in the way of shouting, hustling, or coercion. It's a chance to serve instead. Gosh, Neil, I go, I'm not, I don't have any yellow flags. I don't have any red flags. I have a green light that says, I think he's tapping into what the church believes and the Bible talks about is we have this amazing story to tell and we have our own story to tell. And so then, then how well are we doing it? Um, and, and to be honest, churches have kind of been known for not getting their story out very well. Um, there used to be a website called churchmarketingsucks.com, okay. and it kind of abrasive, <coughs> and, I, and, and all things extreme, like writers write things sure. that are extreme to get your attention. Right. So, uh, so I think they were just trying to say, can't we do a better job of communicating to our culture about the most important person who's ever been alive on earth, Jesus, and then what his message is. And, and you would say that if there are billions and trillions of dollars spent telling the story of uh, brown sugar water or right. carpeting, no offense to carpeting um, at all, in fact, I think I heard that the Super Bowl commercials for 2019 are something like $5.4 million, a 30-second spot or something like that. I thought I heard today. Right. All, it, all that to get your attention to, for just seconds. To tell you a story or try to communicate something to you. Right. And we've got a much more important story. An eternal story. To tell. Yeah. But we can tell it without spending millions of dollars, but we're going to have to be clever about that. We're going to have to be crafty. We're going to have to be wise Maybe not quite as serpents, so sometimes have a bad idea. Yeah. But innocent well, Sometimes as serpents de- make those beer commercials. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were frogs, but that's okay. okay. Yeah. See, you're, you're testing me there, and I failed on that test. <laughs> but you're saying we've got the most important story to tell. Why would we not want to use the very best means of communicating that story? And so what we're going to do over the next at least three episodes, uh, maybe longer, because I plan to come back and talk with Terry Brown again. He is a fount of knowledge and all these things, been a teacher of mine for many years, helped us at FEC Branson build a recognizable brand and, and, and imagery in the sense of connecting us with people through symbols. Um, and we're going to talk more about that, but you're going to tell us that it's not going to take millions of dollars in your community. Exactly. Because the story that we can talk about can be more impactful, and that word of mouth may be the most important thing that we can do. Right. And I appreciate you using the words of your mouth today to join us on this podcast. And we thank you for joining us in the first of a multi-part series with Terry Brown on church marketing. Thanks for listening to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. (laughs) 